Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. How many of y'all love this worship team? Can you let them know? Man, I love you. You look good today. Look down your row and tell them, say, Apostle said you're looking good. Yeah, yeah, you're losing weight. You're working out. You're, I don't know what you're using on your skin. It's working. You look better today. I don't know. The ugly people stayed home. The good-looking people came to church today. Tell your whole row, say, this is a good-looking row. <laughs> Yeah, you better be glad you sat on this row. This is the pretty people row. You all are precious to me, and I just love you to life. I just thank God for each one of you. I'm thankful today to be saved. Anybody thankful to know Jesus? But I'm not only thankful to be saved, I'm thankful to be thoroughly, completely, and absolutely Pentecostal and filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm blessed to lead all these churches, and I consider us to be Book of Acts churches. We're spirit-filled, multicultural, multi-generational. I look around, and I see heaven in this room today, and I give God all the praise for it. And it's ironic to me that the baptism in the Holy Spirit has brought up so much division within the church when the Book of Acts says that the experience of Pentecost brought unity. The Bible said they were in one mind and in one accord. So many get nervous when you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to talk about Pentecost, they, you know, they get tight in their backside. Come on, y'all. You've heard me say that. You know that when that happens, when something is being said you don't like and you draw right up. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all did just then. I just saw you. But people say, well, Pastor, I I know this woman. She went to our church. She got filled with the Holy Spirit, and she got weird. Listen, don't blame the Holy Spirit on that. That woman was weird before she ever received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not weird. This This is not weird. This is wonderful. And I, and, and I would not be who I'm called to be if I didn't lead you into this experience. I would be less of a pastor. You would want another man to stand up here if I didn't stand before you and tell you that you, we need the powerful Holy Spirit. We need the supernatural gifts. We need the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, the early church, they, they, they weren't upset when the Spirit manifested. They were upset when it didn't. So how many of you want the Spirit of God to manifest here? All right. John 14, 15 said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. In the Greek, it's an allos parakletos, that he may abide with you how long? Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you. Watch this. And will be in you. How many of you want to get the Holy Spirit in you today? I'm going to start a series called The Update. If you're ready for an update, just a fresh outpouring, slip up your hands. Father, thank you for people here and on live stream around the world, God, who are watching this moment. Let everything that's done bring Jesus glory. We love you, Lord. Somebody give the Lord a great praise and ovation, if you will. Hallelujah. You you can be seated. I want to take a moment and talk to you today about an update. 
You know, it seems that most everything we use nowadays technologically requires periodic updates. Uh, Phones have to be updated. TVs have to be updated. Computers have to be updated. Now there are even cars that require computer updates. If it has technology, it has to be updated. And I want to tell you that the Bible is full of updates. If you study your Bible, God always updated the process. It's always been about God. God doesn't change, but he would send updates. Do you remember it started in the garden, and then man fell away from God. There was fellowship in the garden, and man fell away, so God sent an update. And the update was the tabernacle. And in that tabernacle, God manifested his presence, and people met with the Lord there. The priests did. And then in that tabernacle, the blood was applied, and, and that update provided a covering but not a canceling for the sins of the people. But then we got an update, and that update happened 2,000 years ago. And that update was the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. We've gotten update after update. And I want to tell you that we need an update today. America needs an update. The church needs a spiritual update. We need a fresh manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, update means this. Update means to bring up to date. Somebody say up to date. Update is actually two words. It's the word up and the word date. Up means to go higher. Up means to go to the next level. Up means I'm going to another place, another dimension, another altitude. I'm going up. And I want to tell you, you've got to understand something about the church in these last days. We will not go up outside of the power of the Spirit of the Lord. We are foolish to think that we can do this without the Holy Ghost. We are foolish to think that we can usher in a last days, child-saving, sin-rebuking, city-transforming, family-restoring revival outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. That means we can't make it without the Holy Ghost. It amazes me that churches nowadays think that they can become so smooth and so well-oiled and so professional that they don't need the Holy Spirit. But yet, if you study your Bible... Jesus walked with people. He, he, he imported himself into people. He walked with his disciples, yet he would not allow them to do a drop of ministry until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's my question to you, preacher. If John needed the baptism, if Peter needed the baptism, if Paul needed the Holy Spirit, who are we to think that we can accomplish anything without the baptism of the Holy Ghost? So I am uninterested in leading the frozen chosen. I am uninterested in robotic church. I am uninterested in coming in this place and everything hinges on our natural ability. I am looking for the power that hit the upper room, that it might hit this room today. I'm looking for Pentecostal power. 
Is there anybody who actually believes that we need it in the church today? Oh, come on now. Our young people need it. I said our young people need it. <sighs> you know, the fastest growing demographic of our church, it's young adults and young families. Isn't that amazing? I'm getting older, my wife is getting younger, and our church is getting younger. I'm thankful for that. But it tells me that this young generation is looking for a place of power. So I want us to go up. How many of you are ready good to go up? Now, up means to go up. It's, we're talking about an update, but date is powerful. Date means a specific time frame. It's like God says, I've made an appointment. I, there's a date on the calendar. Tell somebody around you, say, this is the date. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the date for somebody's breakthrough. This is the date for somebody's new dimension. This is the date for fresh joy. This is the date for healing. I don't know who I'm talking to. This is the date. Hallelujah. But here's the reality. This is also the time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I decree and declare. Our greatest days as the church in the earth are not behind us. The greatest days for the church are before us. And I'm telling you, if you think Jesus is coming back for some weak need, barely surviving, getting by church, you don't know the Jesus that I know. But he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, a church that is ready, a church that is equipped. Hallelujah. And this is the day. This is the time. Now listen, precious. A church or believer who attempts to operate without the Holy Spirit is not up to date. They're actually out of date. Come on now. You're not up to date. You're out of date. Now, the Bible says in John 14 that Jesus would send us another comforter. Somebody say another comforter. One translation says comforter. Another translation said helper. I'm trying to get you acquainted with the Holy Spirit now. Jesus declared this, and in the Greek, it's two words. It's an alos parakletos, another alos. Come on. Uh, uh, comforter is parakletos. Another in the Greek is actually this. It means another just the same. Jesus said it's important that I go away because when I do, I'm going to send you somebody back who is another, an alos, parakletos, a comforter, a lawyer, a go-between. I'm going to send you somebody that will stand beside you, but he is another just like me. Jesus said, I've got to go away because if I don't go away, I'm not going to be enabled to send the Holy Spirit. And Jesus wanted them to know, whatever I can do, he can do. I, he's just like me. Whatever I want for you, he wants for you. Whatever I can, whatever I desire for you, he desires for you. I, I want you healed, he wants you healed. I want you saved, he wants you saved. I want you full of victory, he wants you full of victory. I want you full of joy, he wants you full of joy. I want your children delivered, he wants your children delivered. I want you blessed, he wants you blessed. I want you to be more than a conqueror, he wants you to be more than a conqueror. And here's the good news, he's just not going to come along and be with you, but he's going to get down inside of you. Hallelujah. Oh. Jesus was on the earth now. Watch, we're just teaching today. If you're tracking with me, say, bring it on. All right, Jesus 
put himself in, in a body. In other words, he laid aside his omnipresence. Omnipresence means to be everywhere all at the same time. But Jesus emptied himself of his omnipresence and put himself in a physical body. And what he was saying essentially is this. He said, I've accomplished all that I can accomplish in this physical body. I've I've laid aside my omnipresence and I've been with you and this was the beginning, but there is an update coming. He said this update is going to be powerful and it is the Holy Spirit. The old timers call it the Holy Ghost and I still call it the Holy Ghost or call him the Holy Ghost. And ghost is a Jamaic term I'm just teaching now out of my heart. It, it literally means like a spirit. It's not a ghost like, like, like poltergeists and all that demonic stuff. It's, it's like a spirit. And let me tell you what it literally means. It means this. Jesus said I'm sending the Holy Spirit and as a spirit, the Holy Spirit is not bound up by temporal limitations. That means Jesus, when he was in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. When he was in Bethany, he was in Bethany. When he was in Bethlehem, he was in Bethlehem. But Jesus said, I am going to go away, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who is not bound by time, space, or temporal limitations. And he's going to be he's going to be with you but he's also going to get inside of you that That just blows my mind. So what does that mean? Since he's everywhere all at once. That doesn't mean, John, I have his elbow and you got his kneecap. That doesn't mean, Pastor Christian, that you've got got his neck and, and I've got his foot. No, that means everything that he is gets inside of you. The fullness of God is inside of you. One of the things the devil doesn't want you to understand, that when you begin to flow in the power of the Holy Ghost, that God himself gets inside of you when you are saved you say well I got saved and I received the Holy Spirit yes you did but you didn't get the fullness of the Spirit because the baptism of the Holy Spirit manifests on the day of Pentecost you you get a measure of the Holy Spirit but you are filled and running over when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit I don't know about you but I don't want a half a cup of the Holy Ghost I want everything the Lord has for me ah How many of you want to get Alpha and Omega inside of you? How many of you want to get beginning and the end inside of you? How many of you want to get wonderful counselor? Come on. He said, Alos Paracletos. You're saying you're describing Jesus. No, I'm describing the one who is the same as Jesus. Mm. Jesus said, I've been with you, but he will not only be with you, he will get inside of you. Hallelujah. So here's the upgrade. You ready? In, 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 or the update. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came on men. After the update at Pentecost, he now lives in them. In the Old Testament, he came on David. Come on now. He came on Samson. He came here. He came in drops. A drop here and a drop there. But in the New Testament, he pours his spirit out on all flesh. Now, now how many of you want these updates working in your life? One, two, three, if you do, just give him praise right now. Now, now let me just, I'm, I, I can't teach all of this, so I'm just going to unpack this systematically over the next couple of weeks. Watch this. 
being filled with the Holy Spirit, here's some things that, it, that, that that experience provides. It provides an amazing update of wisdom and insight. This is powerful because when you operate in the fullness of the Holy Ghost, there is a supernatural wisdom and there is supernatural insight that comes along with it. The Bible says in Luke 12, 11, when they drag you into their meeting places or into the police courts and before judges, don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Don't worry about defending yourselves, what you'll say or how you'll say it. The right words will be there. The Holy Spirit will give you the right words when the time comes. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you are thankful that the Holy Ghost will give you the right words? In these right words are clear directions. So many times in my life, the Spirit has given me wisdom. It's given me insight. It's given me the right words. It's, he's helped me make the right decisions. When I look at the things the Lord has allowed Jim Rayleigh to be a part of, when I look at the things that God has allowed me to lead campuses across the nation, I, this is all for God's glory. I'm not bragging. If I brag, it's a about me, but I'm testifying. And if you're testifying, it's all about him. Come on. When I look at my life and where I come from, there's absolutely no way that I'm qualified to be where I am. This update, though, that had I received from heaven changed my whole world because this is powerful, y'all. Quite honestly and transparently, as it relates to most of the big things that I've done in my life, I have been woefully underqualified. However, I have had a secret weapon. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not a builder, but yet look at what the Lord has built. I don't know a lot about construction, but look at all these campuses. I'm really not that smart, but I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Y'all don't make me come down there. That gives me insight. Ha! That gives me wisdom. Come on now. There's a guy in the room named Leroy Belknap. We went to elementary school. I haven't seen him since the fifth or sixth grade. And he's here today. Everybody give Leroy a hand. Come on. Everybody needs a Leroy in their life. Come on. That was my friend and my buddy. He said, man, I look at you. He said, I remember you. You were just this little chubby boy. And you were in, yeah, he was. Y'all know, he told the truth. He said, you were this little chubby boy, and you were in trouble all the time. I was constantly in trouble. But I would say to you today, maybe I'm still a little bit chubby, but I had an update, and everything I've done, you wouldn't have bet on me in the fifth grade. Come on now. But the Holy Ghost of God. Oh, I only want the people to praise him who know everything you have is because of the update of the Holy Ghost. <sighs> there were times when I had opportunities that looked so good in the natural. And I should have took them in the natural. But I said no, because the Holy Spirit was in charge. And then there were times that I stepped out in faith, not because I was all that smart, but because the Holy Spirit 
was inside of me, leading me, guiding me, directing me. So that's why I'm so careful now that I give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Because I can't, I can't do it without him now. I'd be flying blind, y'all. So maybe you're here today. And you're feeling apprehensive. Maybe you're in the room today and you're feeling overwhelmed by situations and circumstances and challenges. Maybe you're looking at opportunities that have manifested before you and you're evaluating yourself and you're looking at your own giftedness and you're looking at your own wisdom and your own ability and you say, well, well, apostle, I'm underqualified. But if you have the Holy Spirit working inside of you, I'm about to give you a word that the devil wishes I wouldn't declare. When the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in you, uh, giving you insight and wisdom from God himself, you are not underqualified. You're actually overqualified. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. I want to tell you, you are overqualified because he is not the God of enough. He is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, say God is not enough. Come on, tell them. Say God is not enough. Say he's too much. Yeah, he's too much. If you believe he's too much, give him a praise right now. He's too much. Yeah, he's too much for my problem. Too much for my sickness. Too much for my battle. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've been updated. So no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I've got the Holy Spirit inside. I've got an update. Does anybody have the update of the Holy Ghost and you're thankful for it? Good God Almighty. I feel a preacher in the room and I think it's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's an update, isn't it? Isn't that good news? That's why we don't have to be full of depression or doubt or fear. Something happens to us when we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And that comes in fullness now through baptism in the Holy Ghost. See, watch this. When you pray in the Spirit, your faith increases, right? And supernatural peace manifests. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, your faith gets bigger. I'm talking, I don't want to scare anybody, but I'm talking about. Did you feel that in the room? There's something that happens when it's real. And when you pray in the Holy Spirit, what happens is this. What happens is your faith increases and then supernatural peace manifests. Don't miss it. The Holy Spirit gives us peace. Now remember, Jesus said, I'm going to send an alos, another just like me, an alos paracletos. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So Jesus said, I'm going to put something inside of you, this paracletos, that is the same as me. And something happens when you begin to pray in the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I've had warfare at times all around me. I've had everything imaginable coming against 
against me. I've had every attack, every conceivable thing being said about me. I've had financial battles. I've had personal problems. I've had family issues. But when I sit down or I kneel down or even if I'm riding in the car and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, suddenly there is a peace that comes in that room and despair is chased away. Honey, that's an update. Hallelujah. Is there anybody claiming peace for the next season? Come on. But it's linked. Listen now, precious. It is linked to your ability to embrace the fullness. Somebody say fullness. Fullness of the spirit. We need the update. The Bible said in Jude 1.20, here you go. You ready for this? In case I got any haters that don't want to hear this message. I don't know about that, Pastor. I like that. I like you preaching, but don't be talking about that Holy Ghost stuff. That Hold on. No, I'm sorry, I can't do that. John, Jude 1.20 says, But you, beloved, building yourself up in the most holy faith, or on your most holy faith, praying uh-huh, in the Holy Spirit. That means speaking in tongues. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you build yourself up. You encourage yourself. The Bible said not only do you build yourself up, you build yourself up, watch this, in the most holy faith. Here's my suggestion. You need to take advantage of the update. Here's what you need to do. Because when you pray, you build yourself up when you pray in the Spirit. You need to worry less and pray in the Spirit more. When, the, when, when stuff comes against you, if you have this experience, you need to pray in the Spirit and it will release peace just like Jesus provides. That peace will just rise up inside of you. It'll fill the car. It'll fill the house. It'll fill the room. Hallelujah. That peace will rise right up because of this update. Listen, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive peace. But watch this. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, you also receive boldness. Come on now. How many of you want to be bolder in these last days? I want to be bolder. Because of this update, you'll get bold. Young person, you'll get bold. You won't cave to the culture. Listen, God has not called us to cave to the culture. What is culture? A simplistic definition of the word culture is behavior. It means the way you act. And I want to tell you that I, I, don't, want to, I, I, don't, I don't want to make anybody feel like I don't love them. But I have made up in my mind that I am not caving to this dark, detestable, devil-inspired culture that I am not going to allow the enemy to have this generation because I didn't have the guts enough to stand and say that there is a redeemer and his name is Jesus and whatever binds you up can be erased from your life by the blood of the lamb. I'm tired of a church that is caving to the culture, the culture of racism, the culture of immorality, the culture of unrighteousness, the culture of sexual confusion. Come on, somebody. The culture culture of abortion. The, we are caving to the culture of injusticeness. We are caving to the culture of unrighteousness. But there is an update coming. And I'm telling you there is a church that is rising in the last days that says I'm not here to fit into the culture. But I'm here to change this thing. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. God is raising up a boldness. 
God is raising up a boldness. But we cannot operate in it without the power of the Holy Spirit because wickedness is increasing. So we need the power of God to increase. He said, when you build yourself up, you ready? He said, pray in the Spirit and build yourself up in the holy faith. Now, it's funny that he didn't just say faith, but he said holy faith, not just faith. Now, here we go, young person, but in the holy faith. That means the more we pray in the Holy Ghost, the more we pray in the Spirit, when we do it consistently, and when we do it earnestly, not like some kind of religious process, I believe it affects and enlarges our capacity to live holy. It's hard to watch porn after you've been praying in the Holy Ghost for 20 minutes. Preach, Pastor. I said, it's hard to watch porn if you've been in praying in the Holy Ghost for 20 minutes. Come on, holy means pure, blameless, and consecrated. In other words, when we pray in the Spirit, it changes us. When we pray in the Spirit, we become more like Jesus. If we could learn to pray in the Holy Spirit before temptation arises, if we could learn to pray in the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have that affair. If you could learn to pray in the Holy Spirit, come on now, you'd do a whole lot less sinning in the church. There'd be a whole lot less compromising. I, I, I know I've hit a nerve now. Yeah, the, the, when that man reaches out that ain't your husband, here's the deal. You can't bind the devil on Sunday and sleep with him on Friday. Come on, somebody. Yeah, y'all don't make me come down there. I'm going to go ahead and tell it all. Some of y'all been trading a holy call for a booty call. Can I get a witness in this house? Where, where is the church that will pray in the spirit? That means when that when that. When that guy calls you and says, yo, baby, what's up? You need to answer the phone and say, Bye-bye. Y'all, I'm going to say it again. Come on. See. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just freak him out. Just freak him out when he when you answer the phone to say Hila Bosha. I bet you that joker will hang up. He ain't gonna call you back. <laughs> Come on now. I've been doing this a long time, y'all. I'm at a point in my life where I could care less about impressing people. I would rather empower them. Hallelujah, I'd rather empower you. And this is why I teach on these subjects that many people avoid. He said, when you pray, you build yourself up. When you pray in the Spirit in the holy faith, somebody say holy. That means it affects the way you live your life, right? But then if you look at the word build up, build up means this in the Greek. It means to build and construct. And there are a couple of different ways to understand this from the original Greek. Number one, it's because it's a layered meaning. 
Number one, it means to build up from the original text. It literally means that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're doing construction on your own life. That when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're building up what needs to be built up and you're tearing down what needs to be torn down. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building your future. Come on. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building your own victory. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building your own breakthrough. Every time you take time and pray in the Holy Spirit, you are defeating the works of the enemy because the Holy Spirit is praying through you and when he prays through you, you are literally building your future. You are praying things together and praying things apart. Who wants to build up a new future? Come on, a powerful future. When you pray in the Spirit, now watch this. You, you, the Spirit prays through you. You build up your future. In many ways, you create your life. Come on now. I think that there are things that have unlocked for me, not because I had the tangible wisdom in my own mind to pray about it, but the Holy Spirit prayed through me and it built up my future. But the word build up also means this precious. It means to rear up. It means to rise up. It implies warfare. It implies a battle. It implies a fight. So part of your praying in the Spirit is warfare. When you pray in the Spirit, you are rearing up. You are rising up and fighting the attacks of the enemy. Now on the day of Pentecost, we're going a little bit deep, but hang with me. On the day of Pentecost, there were known tongues and unknown tongues. Now the known tongues came, uh, and I've been in environments where that happened. Known tongues came about and people were able to hear the gospel in their own language. But unknown tongues are tongues that we would use for our prayer language. It would be tongues I believe that we would use for worship. Unknown tongues. And here's the reality. I believe these tongues are unknown in the earth. And unless God gives us the prophetic interpretation, we don't know what these tongues are. And so that means that we don't understand these tongues. But can I tell you this? I believe that in the same way we don't understand tongues in the earth, the enemy doesn't understand tongues. So when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it is warfare. The devil begins to scratch his head because he can hear what you pray in English. But when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, he begins to worry. He gets full of anxiety. He says, all I know is that when they pray in the Holy Spirit, my weapons do not prosper. When I, they pray in the Holy Spirit, things that I had designed that they had no idea do not come to pass because it is warfare. I'm telling you, it is time to pray in the Holy Ghost and God will resurrect your family. He'll resurrect your marriage. He'll send revival. Uh. Hallelujah. The upgrade gives you power when you pray in the Spirit. Now, you are at your strongest when you're full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. You're at your most dangerous. Tell your neighbor, I'm dangerous. Yeah, you're at your most dangerous when you pray in the Holy Spirit. You say, well, why is that? I'm about to tell you why. I'm so glad you asked. See, before this update, men prayed to God. But after the updated Pentecost, God prays through men. Go ahead and clap, even if you don't understand it. 
this is so good. Because the Bible said that the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. So the Holy Spirit, Paul said, prays through us. And he prays the mind and the will of God. Oh, dear Lord. What does that mean? That means that we pray all we know to pray. We pray about every issue. We pray about every circumstances. We pray about mom and them. We pray about the people who got on our last nerve. Come on, somebody. We pray about our money. We pray about our situations. We pray about our problems. We pray, though, in a way that is limited because we only see what we see and we only know what we know. We pray everything we know to pray, but we pray with limited wisdom and limited knowledge. But then the omniscient Holy Spirit that's inside of you begins to pray through you. That's what the Bible says. He says, listen, you've been praying and it's been good, but you haven't been praying my will. So some, how many of you are thankful for some things that you prayed that did not come to pass? Okay, I got 12 honest people. What if you would have married her? What if you would have got him? How many of you are grateful for unanswered prayers that God said, no, that ain't what you need? You pray everything you know, but then omniscience. What is omniscience? It's two words. Omniscience. Omni means all science means knowledge. So that means he knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. He's alpha. He's omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He knows what's going on in every part of your life. He knows the attacks that are coming. He knows what you don't know. He says you've prayed everything you can pray now, but you need to get out of the driver's seat and you need to let me settle in and let me now begin to pray through you. I don't know how many wrecks I've prayed off my family. I don't know how many diseases I've prayed out of my house. I don't know how many attacks I've defeated because I didn't know the sickness, the wreck, the problem, the issue was coming, but the Holy Ghost rose up inside of me and for before the devil could even get a toehold, I already defeated it because I prayed in the Holy Ghost. He knows what's coming. I dare you right now. Go ahead and praise God for everything you've seen him do that you didn't even know. Come on. I want you to praise him for every attack that you know he defeated. Stop and praise him right now. I know he did this. I know he defeated that. And that's all fine and good. But I dare you right now to give God praise for every attack that the devil had designed against your family, against your life, against your future. But you shout, demons and devils ran out of your house. Demons got off of your children. Attacks were broken. Doors were open. Huh? Opportunities manifested. Stop trying to do all the driving. Move out of the seat and say, now, Holy Ghost, you pray through me. Uh -huh. He prays with perfect wisdom. He prays with perfect understanding. But here we are.
And I'm going to stop here. How many of y'all like me to preach a little longer? Who will give me two more minutes? Two, four, six, eight, ten. No, I'm kidding. I decided today, listen, to me, teaching on the Holy Spirit is like breathing. I feel like that's why I'm in the earth, for real. I feel like I'm immortal until my work is done in the earth. And this, this is part of my call. Is to Number one, God's called me to preach the gospel. Number two, to, per to perpetuate the agenda of the Holy Spirit. But number three, to bring divided people together. That's why I'm in the earth. I know it. I don't have to have anybody tell me what I'm here for. I know what I'm here for. So I was very intentional about preparing this. I've been traveling all week long. And uh, I finished this on an airplane yesterday on the way in. And this is where it got really so real to me. I was sitting on my seat in the plane, drinking that little bitty water they bring you, you know, that little tiny one. Like, can't you bring me a big water? I'm a big man. Come on. And right there as I was riding this and preparing this, I just felt the Holy Spirit came right in to that cabin. And here's the update. Because I'll, I'll worship the Lord anywhere. I'll just put my head down and just begin to say, Shh. What I'm trying to tell you is this. We know that the Holy Spirit fixes our prayer life because he prays only the mind and will of God. That's what the Bible says. But he also enhances our ability to be able to worship. See, before our Holy Spirit update, we worship God on our own. But now, the Bible says, we worship in the Spirit. Paul said... Here's what I do. I will worship in the Spirit, and I will worship with my understanding. He said, I will worship the Lord, and I will describe Him in every way that I can possibly describe Him. I will worship Him, and I will set my mind and everything that I am in glorifying him as best I can. I will use all the English that I have at my disposal to tell him that he's wonderful, that he's beautiful beyond description, to tell him how much I love him, to tell him how magnificent he is. He said, I will exhaust everything that I have. I will worship with my understanding. But then he said, I will worship also in the Spirit. What does that mean? That means when we've exhausted everything that we know to say about God and we have worshiped with our understanding, then suddenly the Holy Spirit begins to worship through us because he's in us. He's not coming. He's already there. He's not on the way. He's right there. And that's why you don't have to be worked up to worship the Lord. You just have to let him begin to rise up inside of you. Hallelujah. You're already up because he's already in. Hallelujah. 
So what does that mean, Apostle? That means, everybody stand now, precious. Hallelujah. Nobody leave for just a moment. If you try to leave, we've got people in the catwalks, and they have water balloons, and they're going to throw them at you. But I want you to get this now. We're going to have a moment of worship. We're just going to, we're just going to honor the Lord. And I want you to do it. If you want to, you can do it with your English. Maybe you can't sing. If you know you sing real bad, just sing a little quieter than everybody else around you. Come on. But somebody raise your hands and begin to glorify the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are wonderful. I thank you, Lord, that you are my counselor. I magnify you and I bless your name. Lord, you are holy, holy, holy. Oh, I wish I had some worshipers in here. Lord, you are mighty. You ought to worship him at home. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are awesome. You are great and greatly to be praised. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. Come on, we're the worshipers. You're my provider. You are the ancient of days. You are the captain of the host. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the way maker, miracle worker. You are the promise keeper. Hallelujah. You are my blesser, my sustainer. Hallelujah. So even if you have to close your eyes, even if you're not in a place where you feel like you can open your mouth yet, just begin to meditate on the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you that you are the King of kings. You are El Rey, Del Rey, El Rey, El de Señor, De Señores. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. I magnify you. Oh, holy, holy, holy. Oh, come on, something's happening. Healing is coming in the room right now. Joy is coming in the room right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, 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 holy. I want you to just come on about 15, 20 more seconds. Just glorify the Lord. Glorify the Lord in your English language. Glorify the Lord in your English language. Come on. You at home, just begin to thank Him. Fill your living room. Fill your bedroom with worship right now. Fill your car with worship right now. So now we're praying all of our English. Thank you, thank you, Father God. Thank you, mighty God. But then all of a sudden, we have exhausted everything we know. We've said everything we can say. And suddenly now, we don't worship with our understanding. But the Holy Spirit begins to rise up inside of us. And we go from, Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're awesome. And suddenly something shifts. And you begin to say, And the Holy Ghost begins to exalt the Father. The Holy Ghost begins to bless God inside of you. So somebody right now, you're right on the edge of a breakthrough. You're right on the edge of a new dimension. You're right on the edge of fresh glory. 
This is the update. This is the update. This is the update. This is the update. Come on, chase the anxiety out. Chase the lack of peace out. Chase the problems out. Chase the defeat out. Worship in the spirit. Come on, God. Come on, John, worship with us. Every worshiper, put the mic in your mouth. Peace is being released right now.
Holy Spirit, giver of life. You are worshipped here, right here. Did you get anything out of the Word today? Are you glad you came? Do you understand just a little bit more about the Holy Spirit? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach a little bit more about it next week. Just because your neighbor needs it. Tell your neighbors that I can look at you and tell you need this. How many of you say, Pastor, that's right, I really do need this. And we're going to go right into Pentecost Sunday. And you watch. Hundreds of people are going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I do it every year. But here's, here's what you got to know. And I'm, I'm almost done. I'm asking you just to stand tight for a minute. Passover comes before Pentecost. That means that you have to be saved before you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have to be right with God. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, people by live stream as well. If you're in this room today and you say, Apostle, you, I, I, I got what you were saying. I understand it. Maybe in a way I didn't before. And even still, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. All this teaching that you did is new for me, or maybe it's not new for you. But if you're in the room or you're watching my live stream and you would say, Apostle, there's some things in my life that keep me from the Lord. They keep me from this experience, but they also keep me from the Lord. Compromises, sin, divisions, separations. It's robbed me of my peace. It's robbed me of my hope. And Apostle, when you pray, pray for me because I want to be prepared to be that dwelling place. I want everything the Holy Spirit has for me. But Apostle, there's some things in my life that ought not be there. So since you're going to pray anyway, I'm not trying to embarrass you. Pray for me. If you know you're not where you need to be with God, when I count to three, raise your hands. Pray for me, Apostle. One, remember me when you pray, Apostle. I'm not where I need to be. Two. Apostle, pray for me. I want to leave here with everything right with God. Three, slip up your hands right now. Hold them up. Hold up those hands across the room. Hold up those hands. I see them being raised everywhere. Pray for me, Apostle. I'm not where I need to be. I got some stuff I need to get under the blood. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386 386- 866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.